Hello and welcome to another episode of... Tra- no, fuck that, it's not like that. <laughs> Ain't that type of podcast. We're here with Wurdo, Homicide, Felix Von Hoff. We're going at it again with Sportsbet's Trash Talk. And here we go. Now, you guys have been talking about DMs and all that sort of stuff. Usually the type of shit that I'm talking about, you guys have opened the discussion with today. What's your... It's some news on Casper Ware is what I'm starting to hear. Oh, heard, now he doesn't want to say no, it. No. <laughs> well, a lot of money's been thrown around of what his... 800,000, I believe be it is, per year as well. Some people on Twitter said they reckon that was 400,000 each year for two years. No, no, no. That is 800,000, the highest paid American ever in the history of this league. So whatever he's getting paid, whatever that number could be, 800,000. <laughs> I heard he was gone regardless about mid-season hmm. that he wanted out from Melbourne United. Consider and, me stunned. And wow. and the reason that he wanted out was the same reason that a lot of people have left over current years. You lying, you lying. You're going to tell me right now he and management had issues. Yep. Wow. And so let's- How, how let's, deep are you willing to go into that? Let's go through a timeline okay. mm-hmm. of people who have left Melbourne United- who we starting with? So obviously- Me. They didn't give me another contract because I sucked. Last year, who left in the free agency? Casey Prather. The grown man. Ty, Ty Wesley. Wesley. Do you know why Ty Wesley left? Because um, money. And Ty Wesley has a strong personality that clashes with management that don't want to be challenged. It does have a very strong personality. Casper Ware, would you say he was the most influential player for Melbourne United in their championship win? In that series or? Just, just Give overall. Here. You, look, you, look, you, you look at that. Casper Ware, but yeah, Casper Ware was the one that got it done at the end of the day. Okay. And yeah, Chris Gordon game five, but for the series, Casper Ware, yes. I think because imports talk to each other. Right. And they all figured out what everyone's getting paid. Right. And now if you're the guy that's just won a championship for Melbourne United and then you find out they're bringing in this dude for X amount of money and this dude for X amount of money but only offer you this much and you take it thinking that you're one of the higher paid players in the in the team. Then you find out the numbers, the real numbers. Yeah. Then, then there's concern to be annoyed. And so we get midway through the season and I think they start to figure out what everyone's on because you do eventually in every team, you find it, figure out what everyone's sort of making. Yeah. I think there was a, uh, they didn't value him as much. Uh, that's his feeling. I, uh, my assumption is that's his feeling that he didn't feel valued for a team that you've just won a championship for. Well, the weird one for me with that was that, so we've heard all this stuff that he got offered 800,000, whatnot, which of course you're gonna leave at any point because Melbourne is not gonna offer that type of money, but still rep- responding to guys on Instagram, responding to DMs from fans saying, ask Melbourne, ask Melbourne. So there was obviously something other than just money procuring this move. And so it all sort of makes sense yeah. of what I'm saying. Yeah. And I haven't heard this from Casper Ware, but I've heard from other people and it's become, I said it last week, it's becoming an issue that reputation comes around in this league. Perth, they've had that reputation of being ruthless 
and making tough decisions. Now, they've had a core group for a while, but the imports until recently have been coming and going. Melbourne United starting to get that reputation to me. And it's a management reputation thing. So, what is tough? And, and, and we know that Vince is a tough guy. Like the CEO of Melbourne, Vince Gravelli, is a tough guy. I like him. Everyone, some people are undecided. I like the guy. I think that he, in that position, you have to make those tough decisions. But you can see the Casper Ware one's a strange one. And I'm not sure when it's fully going to come out of what happened here. But there is something behind the scenes going on with this one, other, other than just the massive money, which I can understand why Melbourne didn't match that. Because you need to, you want to get three imports of your Melbourne. You're not just going to blow your entire budget on Casper Ware. He he doesn't manage. He doesn't manage the play as well, Vince. What's he? I've never. I've, and mate, you weren't you've important, been you weren't important enough. You've been around him. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, no, yeah, but you're not. But I'm not. But I think there's been communication breakdown with a lot of players yeah. that have left Melbourne United that didn't want to leave, but were shown the door because they were undervalued. I think there has been, there's been a history of undervaluing guys. I think Ty will, and, but you never know when they, and, and the only and person, and the only person the that has been able to remain. Is Chris Gordon. No, David Barlow. Well, Barlow's remained just because I think that Because Chris Gordon had his own set of issues when he left for those, that little stint and he came back to Melbourne United. There was, there was issues yeah. there. With, with who? With, with Vince. Oh, really? And he, they've weathered the storm and they've come through it. But David Barlow is the one that, I mean, he was that close to having to retire. Yeah, but well, last year it was, it was right on the edge. It was because no one else, I don't think there was any interest from anyone else. Thing, because he'd come off a season with a back injury well, he had, and he didn't look he like had, he was going to do much. He had three or four seasons where yeah. he didn't do, he hardly played, he was injured. And, I mean, Dave's the same age as me and, Mate, you know as well as I know, yeah. there's no one that works harder in being in physical condition oh, as what David Barlow is. So 100%. 100% kudos to him for what he's yeah. able to do and the way that he looks after himself. But he's probably the only person that has come through unscathed and who knows, that story still might be written in the next year or yeah. two. But I, th- I think a lot of this is more that, Vince, in terms of his management style, backs himself to get someone. It's sort of – it's one of those ones, oh, if, you, if someone wants to leave because they want my money, then go. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to replace you with someone just as good, if not better. And the hard thing about it is, you know, we look at Ty Wesley leaving, he brought in DJ Kennedy. We look at Casper Ware leaving, we've now got Mello Trimble and Sean Long. So it's kind of – the hard thing there is like – Sean Long yet. But if Sean Long, it, it looks Sean. like, yeah, 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 they don't have Sean Long, <laughs> but it looks like pens can be put to paper. But it's he's kind of backed up that, look, if you want to leave, that this is Melbourne. People want to come to Melbourne. And he's kind of backed it up with the signings that he's had after these guys have left. But I can understand your concern. But it helps when you've got deep pockets. If he wasn't in the situation that he was at Melbourne United. Deep pockets help every scenario. What, what story you got, man? Yeah, you, you came in tooting the horn, you had something. You. My last thing with this regarding <laughs> Melbourne United. Hi guys, producer Ollie here. Sorry for the interjection. We had some minor technical difficulties during the recording. Uh, we pick up the podcast with the boys talking about Casper Ware's new wage packet. Uh, sorry for the interjection. Uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. That is six. That is true. Yeah, that is six. So when you, when, when you do that, is done. That is you six. know when you do that, <laughs> and he's pretty much right there with him, and a team wants you desperately and feels with you and Bogut 
and the rest of the gang, we winning the chip next year. I don't want no competition. We shutting this shit down early. Yeah. Here you go. Sign this. We could begin our off season and figure out where we're going to fill the rest of the pieces. That's, That's what it was. And you know, when it comes to basketball, it's all about your bookends. What's your point guard like? Yeah. What's your center like? And you could argue. That's that the best point guard in the league and the best center in the league. That's what you can argue and say, right? Yep. Before we jump on another backcourt that just looks like it's got itself sorted, okay, you got a bit of news for us. First of all, I had a nightmare last night. <laughs> I had, a, I had a, a nightmare that somebody was trying to kill me, right? So, um, Were they wearing red? No, it was it was in New York. It was crazy weird. Tim, I'm actually, Tim, 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 Tim. <laughs> so after I got out of that situation, couldn't sleep. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you got out of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't sleep, so I woke up. You know, obviously, you roll over, grab your phone, check. I get a couple. I is a went went into my DM. It was a player who we all would know. He's a point guard, uh, a dynamic point guard. And hits me up, bro, hit me up. I'm in LA working out, got a question for you. I was like, all right, cool, what's up, what's good? I've been talking to the coach of the Adelaide 36ers. Is this a guy that's been in the league before? No, he's been in the NBA before. Hey! And can still play. It's actually a brother of mine, but Adelaide is, they're going to be fine at this point guard slot. I just want to put that out there. If this comes to fruition, and I know that because, you know, obviously, if you have a key reference on the ground in that country you can talk to. Yeah. It'll make it more. You know what you're getting yourself into. To come into a situation. Yeah. Exactly. So if this happens, I don't know how deep they are into it, but if this happens... Adelaide 36 is going to be all right. I'll tell you that. At that point guard spot, that I assure you. Can we get something the name rhymes with? Like, say, I'll give you an example. Say if it's Macy McWady. I can't like say that. Like, that sort of thing. We want to say Macy McWady. You got it. You got it. Because it's too early. I didn't go into details how deep into the conversation that they actually are. So what I, yeah. I'll say this. He's from Chicago. I'm going to leave it like that. So you already know he's going to be tough as shit. <laughs> Dwayne Wade That's just, all I'm Dwayne saying. Dwayne just Wade. retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point Wayne guard. So um, nice. let's just, uh, let's just, you know, I'll touch on that week to week. Well, you know what? I'm happy as much as, much as I had my differences with some Adelaide supporters along the years, but I'm happy they finally got a little bit of bait, something to chew on, something to get excited about if yep. hopefully someone's coming well, in there. But speaking well, of Adelaide, the, go ahead. The reported that they're talking with Kev White. And Dan Dillon. Well, that's pretty. From what I've heard, Dan Dillon's a done deal. Dan mm. Dillon's pen to paper signed. Kev White, I'm not sure what's going on there. But look, Dan Dillon's a great get. Kev Dan, Dillon's, Dan Dillon's a very, very, very solid and point Kev guard. Kev White suits the Adelaide style. And, and, and so does Dan Dillon. Fuckery plus. Yeah, and before people start saying, oh, but this is the signing we get. Like, we, we've been waiting all, for all this offseason. You know, Mel- <clears throat> Sydney signing Casper, Melbourne signing Mallow Trimble and potentially Sean Long. Cairns got Tom Jervis. Cairns got, got Tom Jervis Sam Frawley Sam Frawley like there's some bigger names getting thrown around and then they were sort of like Kevin White Dan Dillon but I don't underestimate the signing I'm not as, as familiar with Kevin White as you guys probably are and I understand his, his time at Illawarra four years at Illawarra and that sort of stuff but Dan Dillon that dude's a flat out jet 
He can hoop. Had the Achilles injury, so he had to go back over to Europe and get some game time under his belt. Stays with his job. Yeah, been playing he well stays over there. With the because he can play. Great teammate. He can play. Bang. He's it. That's and he's going to suit that system. I think Kev White's a good signing for Adelaide too. If I like them both. Yeah. If it, if it happens, just because Joe would be like, all right, mate. Remember the series where he was in Jerome Randall's face yeah. that entire series and just threw Jerome, who was the MVP of the league, totally off his game. I think from that point on, Joey's like, I, you know, that sort of style suits Joey. That's the, and Joey's the one coach in the league where he can start signing these sort of non-superstar level guys and I'm still going to back him in. Yeah. Because he's got a certain style and certain guys work with that. So, no, I do like that one. Yeah. One guy that's still on the market who I've heard, you know, rumor around the Twittersverse that he's going to go over to Europe because NBA NBL teams won't or can't match his offer or his money is Cam Bairstow. So, of course, had time with the Chicago Bulls. been remarkably underwhelming in the NBL. What are your thoughts on that, Homicide? I think Cam Bairstow's a, a baller. I was impressed with him. And we're talking about a guy that's had, hadn't played in two years. Yep. Yeah. Numerous injuries and still was a big factor and a key player in the Brisbane Bullets this season. Now, of course, teams are going to be like, well... He's injury prone, riddled or whatever. We don't know if this can last. Yeah. You know, this level of play that he's showing. So people are obviously going to be like, look, I'm not going to pay whatever he wants. And that's where he's at. So good luck to him if he is going to Europe, but he can still hope. I, I feel like Cam couldn't back up very well on double headers. And, no. And then when you're in such a tight race, you need your superstar, superstar players to show up consistently throughout the season. Uh, you don't see the better play. You, I can't remember Nick K having a bad game. Oh, my God. But year. even a bad game is 10 and 10. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. But I, can, I, can, I can remember Cam Besto getting one point in cans, you yeah. know, and you just can't afford yeah. to do that. If And so even him going to Europe, I feel, is a risk because – once you get injured over there, but he suits a, that style. There's a, a ticket. There's a ticket, and you're, you're gone. And he, I mean, he's still banged up and all that sort of stuff. So he's still banged I, up. I think I think he should probably lower his expectations of what his value is. And I think it's probably easy for him to get carried away with when you hear of all this other money getting thrown out that you think that you deserve a slice of that pie too. Yeah, and I, I think we do forget that you look at how well Dan Trist plays in Europe. We're not talking Euroleague and this sort of like some of the teams. Like you played for, was it CSK? No, no. Who did you no. play for in Europe? Uh, it was played, a bit, one of the world's the biggest team. Uh, Bros. Bros, yeah, yeah. Does that – no, that's not the one that broke off. Broke off was – uh, he was with where uh, Locomotive. Yeah, where Randall is currently yeah. playing and earning a So bros, bros were with their EuroLeague now and they've been EuroLeague for yeah, a number yeah. of years now. And yeah, it was a really good club. Yeah, but I, th- I think Cam Bairstow can earn some at least decent money or what he would earn in the NBL while playing heavy minutes in one of these lower clubs just because of the way his body's set up. You look at Dan Trist, undersized bigs do a lot le- lot better in some of these lower divisions. You look at Venky Joyce was over in Europe playing in Poland and stuff like that, killing it. Comes over to the NBL, really, really didn't do much. Do you know why? Because it's not a what? It's not a cupcake league. There's <laughs> levels to this shit. It's, look, you can go to Europe, get a nice salary somewhere, playing for a lower division, and do really well. Your numbers get inflated. But listen, th- time and time again, this is not a cupcake league. I don't mm-hmm. care what your numbers look like in any other country. Do this shit here. It's not easy. It's a condensed league where teams, are, a lot of the teams are evenly matched. 
And even if you're not evenly matched, you're just not blowing a team out. Yeah. Kansas could come out. They were losing close games when they went on the streak with how they, much they lost in a row. Yeah, 15 or 16. They weren't on blowouts. But And then they still beat Melbourne in Melbourne to finish the season. There you go. And they beat Brisbane three times. We'll and they beat Perth in Perth. Mm-hmm. It's not a cupcake league. You got to come out and play or else you has to be on, in another country or on the bench <laughs> or fight. Fire. Real shit. What's the most crucial position in the NBL right now? Point guard. Point guard, were they? I actually think it's the three man. I thought you were going to go bias and go four there. No, no. I think I think the three man has made has been the make or break in the last couple of years. I think obviously you need to have the quality point guard, and we've seen that through you know Damian Martin, Casper Ware, Jerome Randall, and all that. Those teams have always been around the mark. But then it's always come down to the three-man come the final series. Who's been the difference? Tariko White, Casey Prather. They've always been the guys that have been the difference makers come finals time because you know what you're going to get out of Casper for the majority. You know what you're going to get out of Damian Martin, Jerome, all those sorts of guys. It's very tough but, to double a three-man. But the three-man has been the one that's been able to put on the points or make the defensive plays that have changed series. So for me... And, and it's pretty remarkable because when you go back, you think about the three man is like that guy that just sits in the corner yeah. and does nothing. That no longer is the case. And that was you. <laughs> but, um, he was pointing at me, not homicide there. Yeah. I was listening at home. But, but I think that's become the most crucial position and that's why the Melbourne United signing becomes really, really interesting in what they do and who they get because it's as good as it is to have Mellow Trimble and Sean Long I think the three-man has to match up with Brad Newley in Sydney. Yeah. If Sydney doesn't go with an import three, they could go one, three, four. Yeah. With their signings. Or they could just go one and four, depending on it. But I think they need to – Melbourne United, if they were to win next season, need to get a solid three-man. See, my thing with this is, if I'm a coach looking at getting imports and that sort of stuff, yes, point guard, I would say the most important – position but I want a defensive point I want the best defender I can get in if I'm taking a third import I'm getting the best defensive point guard I can find on the market anywhere because if you can nullify the Casper Wears the you know from last year Jerome Randalls of the league it goes a long way to winning the game you're not going to be able to find offensive talent to compete with them right now on the market I don't think you're going to be very hard pressed and you have to pay a big figure to get it well, you can Adelaide, get a cheaper Adelaide, third Adelaide import Adelaide might be Adelaide might be but that sort of thing like you can find defensive guys. And then I love the import of the three. Get a Casey Prather-style guy, a great big, because we are in the Andrew Bogart era. You need a guy like that. But get a defensive-minded point guard. Even if he doesn't even fucking shoot the ball. He just dribbles down and sets the offense up. There's so many guys like that that don't get jobs in Europe because you need to be able to score the ball if you're an import in Europe. They ain't getting jobs in the NBA. Because even Patrick Beverly, like, the guy's an offensive weapon, but he's just in the NBA. So he's not going to show it off as much. If he's in the NBA, he's getting an absolute bucket. But get a defensive-minded point guard. Because I'm sick of seeing, you know, Trimble and Randall go at each other and everyone's like, oh, it's a great matchup. Well, both of them are just sieves. They're going to get 30 each. Defensive sieves. I want to see a total dog come into the league. A defensive dog and then change. This is how the landscape of imports get changed. People started getting import bigs when Bogut got here. As soon as someone gets some defensive animal that just comes over here and just, you know, keeps Casper to 10... Stuff like that. Whoever Adelaide's getting, whoever this mysterious Adelaide man is, keeps him to five. 
Something like that. Like That's one of those Macy type of guys. Mc- McNady. Macy McNady. Yeah. <laughs> will not be him. Will not be but him. You look, at, you look at last season and the, the teams that finished the top four. Tariqa White, DJ Kennedy, Lamar Patterson, yeah. and Brad Newley were the, the three men. Yeah. You look at the three men. Because who's men. defending them as well? That sort of thing. You look at you, the three men gaps. for the other teams. You got Todd Blanchfield, Brendan Tees. Who was who was the three men in Adelaide last year? Uh, Drop Ramon down to the three no, times when they went his small name ball from Illawarra. Demetrius Congo. Yeah, yeah, Congo yeah, came Congo, in. Yeah. Congo came in. Uh, Wasn't exactly uh, defense. Devin defender, Hall, right? It's like they're not strong enough compared no. to and then, the top um, four guys. And then Tom Abercrombie. So you I, pretty I, much set the standings with the quality of form of three, three men you have. Yeah. And so that's why, to me, as good as it is, you, we all know that you need to have a good point guard and we all know that you need to have a decent centre to contend, but the three-man becomes the most important piece in the puzzle now. Yeah. And if I'm if I'm other teams, if I'm Illawarra and if I'm uh, Cairns, I go with players in other positions <laughs> because you can't match like for like because yeah. you'll never win that competition. Yeah, you've got to take it a different so you're angle. So you've got to go a different angle and you almost have to go a one, two and a four. Yeah. And just go, let's 100%. see what we can get with the three and the five spot. I think I think that's it. I think you've got to mix it up. And you've, you've got to attack teams where they're the weakest. Look, I've, been, I've spent the last four days watching Game of Thrones, so I know you have to attack the enemy where they're weakest, whether it be the mud wall or wherever you need to attack them. For anyone else that watches Game Was of Thrones Was that your coffee cup in the last episode, mate? <laughs> don't even talk it? about the premium. I don't even want to know if it was a coffee cup or what it was. How crazy was that? That hey. was a Starbucks cup. Hey, don't no, even, it wasn't a Starbucks cup. That's the crazy thing. Don't even say anything because I don't, I don't care if it was no, a coffee no, cup or there was a rat on the floor. I don't know anything <laughs> that happened <laughs> in these last couple of episodes. I spent four days cooped up inside. I haven't seen the light of day. Because I've been trying to catch up on Game of Thrones by May 20th. Mate, mate, there was a scene <laughs> and there was a coffee cup like this on the table. On the table. Yeah, well, maybe that's going to be crucial in the last episode. You never know. <laughs> maybe that's going to come back. I think there's a lot of defensive dogs that can get buckets that can come in and lock up a Casper Ware. Yeah. That can lock up a Bryce Cotton. And we don't need 30 points out of it. You don't. Yeah. I just feel like it's the recruiting process. Everybody thinks the best players are in NBA Summer League. No, it's not. You need people on the ground in all of these places really looking at people. We recycle players all the time and we just feel, oh, we'll just go to Summer League and get a guy. Yeah. It doesn't work like that all the time. I mean, it's just on how hard you want to go look and scout because there's players out there. Yeah. To me, I think the NBL does a really poor job within the clubs of staying in contact with kids coming from college. If I was the Cairns Taipans. But who's coming? If I was the Cairns Taipans. I would have reached out to Sam Froling ages, like I'm talking about six months ago. When but they, did they, when, they, they when do you, reach out. When you're, when you're going through the shit, when you're going through that losing streak, you've got to reevaluate your roster. I would have said, all right, Sam, we're contacting you. Uh, Cody Statman at Virginia, we're contacting you. Tanner Krebs at St. Mary's, we're contacting you. Uh, and Aiden Krauss. They do do this. At, at Riverside. Mate, trust me. Oh, I was there, and they were, I was contacted by virtually every club while I was in college. That's that's how it is. They they, how, they send how, stuff. How did they, they go? It's like how, coaches messaging. They say, I know the Wildcats send stuff. They send like a t-shirt and stuff like that. They send that's it to a lot of college kids. That's not for you. That's not going to tell you. Okay, this club wants me. You know what I mean? It's the difference between. I'm just. Hit. It's like when you look yeah. and you try to get a girl. It's like, hey, how you going? Versus, listen. Let's sit down Slap. and let's go to eat. Let me really find out about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's showing real interest. But but if you're the type ends, right, 
you get Froling, Statman, Kraus, all Queensland kids, Queensland North kids, by the way, uh, Tanner Krebs, whose dad lives in Cooktown, which is north of Cairns, and say, all right, now we've got four really good Australian, they've all played for Australia. All right, we're going to go and we're essentially a university team. We're already the CQ university type ends. We're a university yeah. team. You know what? That allows us to get have more money to go get better imports. And we build these we, guys up for four years and then send them off to Perth. But that, I mean, let's let's call it how it is. The Taipans are going to be a feeder club forever and yeah, a day right. while they're still in the community model. Yeah. Until they go private ownership and they can afford to keep players or pay players, then they, they're essentially going to be a feeder club. Yeah. And that's what they are at the moment. We've seen Mitch McCarron, uh, Cam Glidden, Tory Craig, all these players, uh, Travis Trice, all get poached from the Taipans, yeah. right, to go to a bigger club. It just makes sense that you say, all right, while we're in the current system, we're going to get four guys that all like each other, bring them all back together at once, say, you know, you're going to get a chance to have some time. But also, if I'm a fan of the Taipans, I can get behind a young kid trying his ass off every time because that's one yeah. thing that the young kids do. They they try their ass off. Where you get pissed off is you get guys that are self-entitled sitting on the bench, missing layups yeah. and pretending like they don't care if they win or lose. We saw that this year with the Taipans. Or on top of that, if you, they get poached, put in a contract, you got to buy them out. Exactly. Yeah. Now you're getting money. <laughs> I mean... That's what you need, especially if you get the young player. If you yeah. get the young player, we're going to give you an opportunity. We'll give you a three, four-year deal, whatever. They could get Tamari Wigness as well. That's another kid, Queensland, yeah. Cairns kid. There's five juniors that they could have gone after. Yeah, but the hard thing is, is you, you say you're saying only not getting all five. You're saying... No, you tell them. This, this is where you're going to be able to play some... You're going to get some court Yeah, but you've time. also got... You've you, got to win games. Like, you've got to... You can't just be out there playing kids. Even if it's, the, the, even the it's to build them up. That's, you, where you, that's why you've got more money for key imports. You get one or two Australian vets, five Australian kids, and imports. imports. I couldn't see it working with five Australian kids. And I, I could see it maybe if you, if you save two rosters... Because they've still got guys on minimum. You've still got to pay minimum. On Kansas roster, there's still four or five guys on minimum anyway. Mm-hmm. And you've got to pay these kids minimum and you've got to stay competitive in games. And that's why you get better it. imports. They had they had two they had one exceptional import, they had a really good import, and they had let's Devon Hall was a bust. But I don't think you're still not you're still not gonna be able to get imports, and they got really lucky with Mellow Trimble as a first year guy. How they got lucky with him? Because no one expected Mellow Trimble they when they were getting him. They recruited a guy who was a gun. They this went and recruited him, but he wasn't getting the same sort of money as we're talking to these Casper Ware, these sort of guys. So I you can get lucky money. with imports. Like they got unlucky with Devin Hall. How did they get they lucky? They went and recruited maybe Devin Hall, knew, did the same thing. Maybe they knew they got unlucky Trimble with him. Was, a, was a bucket. And they knew, they, that, knew. they knew that Devin Hall was going to suck? I don't know. I mean, you Mark, get, you get lucky and unlucky with imports. Sometimes guys are good, sometimes guys are bad. rookie, fresh out. You don't know. That's a dice roll. And Trimble was still only a year Trimble, out. A year out. But what was a he year doing makes a huge that? difference. Hell yeah! Yeah, but in terms of, they still, like, just in terms of the argument you're saying, where it's, oh, no, they recruited him. They recruited, they did exactly the same thing with Devin Hall. Devin they went Hall and watched played him, pro before. Watched him work out. I mean, not Devin Hall, but this other guy. Mellow Trimble. Trimble played pro before, so you saw, all right, I know he played pro. And with a rookie fresh out, you don't know what the fuck he's going to do. And the other thing for the Taipans, because I know how much you love talking about him, Felix. Oh, God, I love nothing more. They started a relationship with OKC. Yeah. Which is essentially what happened. And if Devin Hall goes back and even though he played like shit while he was here, says, look, the coaching staff was they great. They treated me right. They treated me right and all that. OKC was like, all right, we'll send our next yeah, yeah. rookie. Well, the good thing for them is 
They couldn't cut Devin Hall. No. Well, maybe OKC okay, so says, well, yeah, we like this because we got to see that Devin Hall wasn't that good. <laughs> so well, they got that, to see because he got on the court. That sort of thing. He wouldn't have got on the court for another second. That's the dice that you roll when you get a kid I mean. straight what, out of... We, we, Mellow Trimble, the, I can't express how much a year makes a difference. There's plenty of guys that have had good European pro careers, though, and have come over here and not done that well. Plenty. Like there's, there's, there's guys, it's, it's always rolling the dice. With an import, is always rolling the dice. DJ Kennedy dominated overseas, came over here, still played really well, but not near what we thought that he would do. Remember when Casper Way came over the first year? I wasn't here. Did anybody think? And he had years experience in the NBA too. Did anybody think? It's always a dice roll. You know what I mean? But look, there's players out there is the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's players out there. Um, they had to see Melo Trimble getting busy in the minor leagues and in college. So you know he will be able to transfer over. I'm going to give you the ball. Do your thing. He played a year out. Hell of a difference. But hey, I don't even want to talk about fucking Kansas. If you don't, hey, well, let's, let's talk, yeah. speaking, of, speaking of dice rolls, I think this we'll jump over to the NBA. This Warriors versus Rockets game, which will be over by the time this podcast gets out. <sighs> game four, I believe it is. It's game four. Yeah, game, game four. four. Two one right now. Man, you just seeing two offensive juggernauts go at it. I'm talking about individual players. Yeah. Let's talk about Kevin Durant and James Harden. That was just incredible, those performances down the stretch of game three. Kevin Durant is literally unguardable. Best player on the planet? James, best player on the planet. James Harden is unguardable. This, like, back and forth in that overtime period, the plays that they were making, it just looked so effortless. What the fuck was Steph Curry doing, yo? Mindset, (laughs) not focused. Am I lying? He's been shit all series. No, I don't know. Over his career. over his career, he's been bad in the finals. He's been shit, especially against the Rockets last season. And now, he hasn't done nothing. I understand superstar, most three-pointers hit, blah, blah, blah. You got to show up every night, man. I don't, hang on, I don't hang my hat on what you did last year, what you've done the last four or five years, all the rings, whatever. You got to show up every fucking night. Your team relies on you. Come on, man. Missing fucking duck spasm on the rim? That was crazy. By yourself? That was funny. That was funny. mindset, man. (laughs) But it was also like a pretty crucial bucket. Like the game was relatively lost, but still like- It's never relatively lost against Golden State. He makes that layup, you down three. Foul, somebody could split free throws or miss both. Yeah. Come on, something. There was 20-something seconds left. That's enough McGrady did it once. (laughs) Come on. Reggie Miller did it. Do people underappreciate that Tracy McGrady 13? It was against the Spurs, 13 points, points in 31 seconds, yeah. I believe it was. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. fucking insane. All I can say is I hate both of these teams. Why? <laughs> the Warriors and the Rockets. Why? Well, I hate the Warriors because I don't want to lose a bet. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate the Rockets just because I don't like their style of play. It's gotcha. just yeah. me personally. Gotcha. It's funny how people, have what, they, what they like and all that is different. Like, I love watching the Rockets because there's a the potential for James Harden to go for like 80 points. <laughs> so yeah. I fucking love watching it. I tell you what I hate watching, the Spurs, when they were really good because they pass the ball around, everyone gets 20, and well, they just well, play well, like I'm that. I'm going to call bullshit on you right now. Did you <laughs> post a picture, by the way, your team fucking lost on the weekend, we did. Did, we post, about that. did we post a video of good team ball movement on the weekend from what why would I post that did you post a video I didn't post shit unless it was a photo of me with my top off on the beach or doing something no, stupid no. I didn't post it on your on your story no 
of NBL One posted that. I didn't post it. Oh, uh, okay. I might have might have been mistaken. Ah, you the, thought you had the one yeah, on yeah. But I'll tell you the funny thing in that, if you go back and watch that on the NBL one page, yeah. I threw the worst pass in history. Pete grabbed that shit at his ankles. Yeah. Like that was I literally just like threw he's like oh. Like that, and they're like, oh, great ball movement, Spurs-like. I, I know where you are going with yeah. it, and I knew where I let you go. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought I had you this in. Yeah, yeah. I know, I can tell like, Hang on, oh, I fucking like just posted about fucking ball movement like two days ago. Your no, team no, fucking no, no, lost, I'm man. posting puppies and all that sort of shit on my yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee versus Boston. Uh, this is another weird one because Milwaukee is still just proving to be incredibly inconsistent in the playoffs in terms of what they're producing. Giannis is doing all right, but just not getting that same sort of defensive stronghold that they've given us during the year. So as we speak, Boston are up two points in the middle of a third. Oh, well, it's done. Boston are up too much. Can't come back yeah. from that. <laughs> I still like Milwaukee. The two points up sports bet special. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's 16. I don't know. Yeah. What it is. Uh, I still like Milwaukee. Obviously, I think, I think they're going to win it all. Still. There's something about Giannis. He's just special. He's he's an incredible basketball player. Someone of that height to do what he does. I mean, we everyone talks about if Ben Simmons gets a jumper. Imagine if Giannis gets a jumper. That's more dangerous. It's far That's way more, more dangerous. dangerous. Far more dangerous because he could take one step around the. It's like it, it's so Ben Simmons doesn't have from a, the other free throw line and dunked it. With two hands. Like. It's crazy. And he also, like, his form on the jumper isn't that bad. So you no. can see there's a potential for it to get better. I think that his first couple of leagues in the in the first couple of years in the league, the focus has been let's get some meat on this guy. Let's get him stronger, ready to go, ready to take contact. Now that next step towards the, you know, potential back-to-back MVPs after he wins it this year is going to be getting the jumper. He's got the strength. He's got the size. Now you get the jumper. I think it's going seven games. Both of these teams are inconsistent. They both can win on each other's floor. And I don't think any of these teams can beat each other twice in a row. Yeah, I've got to agree with that. And I reckon that it's there's going to be a couple of ones that go to seven games here. Denver versus Portland. Denver versus Again, Portland. Nikola Jokic what lost man, 30 kilos in one game. <laughs> Do you see all those memes floating yeah, around with Nikola yeah. Jokic? It's like half the yeah. size after playing 60-something yeah. minutes. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was probably one of the best games of basketball I remember seeing in a long oh, it was. time. And if you took the overs, you would have been loving every minute yeah. of it for anyone. You could have taken the overs. You could, you could have said... I took the unders in the next game and that fucking... <laughs> you could have caught off sports bet and got bent players and said I want starters overs on these guys yeah. they would have got it because everybody had 100 rebounds but I mean huge game and the fun the, when it came down to it at the end it was Rodney Hood of all people yeah. that iced the game for <laughs> the dude that gets anxiety before the games and yeah. actually throws up in the locker room and doesn't want to be out there at that point of the game when he was with Utah yeah. part of the reason Utah had to part ways he didn't want it because Utah once, once everything was going down in Utah, he had to step up and take a bigger role. He didn't want that. No. And the funny thing was, he got traded to Cleveland when they're on their finals run. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he got, they're like, you know what, do it here, and then bang. Here you go. Throw it in the cauldron, right in the LeBron effect. Philly versus Toronto, final one. Now, this is probably the one that the Australians are most invested in, and most people should because Kawhi Leonard is putting up numbers that we have never before seen. 38 points, a 63% efficiency. Michael Jordan's the only person, I think he did it at 60%. So no one's ever done this before. This is one of the best serious performances and I'm about to sneeze this is one of the best serious performances we have ever seen in the NBA Kualen is a beast he's always been a beast and I feel like because he doesn't talk a lot he goes under the radar to the masses unless you're watching Toronto or you're a Spurs fan but a, 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 a real basketballer knows and understands how legit and a dog he is on both ends of the court 
It's ridiculous. If there's anyone right now, and this is including KD, the best player on the planet, if there's anyone the way they're playing right now, the way they're impacting games that I want on my team in the playoffs, it's Kawhi Leonard by far. He's been incredible just to watch. And he's one of those guys, every time he shoots it, you're like, that's down. Yeah. Like that's down. In that and weird robotic fashion that oh he shoots man. it. I I thought I had one of my funnier tweets about Kawhi Leonard yesterday. <laughs> I just said, Let I love watching it. Kawhi Leonard play. His whole demeanor would have been perfect at the spur. Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. I think I think have a like. Well, anyway, we've covered NBA, NBL, and all types of other shit. Hopefully you enjoyed it this week. If you want to jump on Twitter and talk about the NBA, NBL, anything you want, at Werlo33, at C Homicide, Chomicide, my guy. Don't even bother tweeting at me because I probably won't respond. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>